time to focus on the airlines. After this morning's grounding, there was an outage in the FAA system. Tell us all about it and have a discussion here. Caleb Silver, Editor-in-Chief of Investopedia. Caleb, I'm glad you're here to discuss this. First of all, I woke up this morning, it was before 6 a.m., only to hear that the FAA system, where they speak to one another, was down, and everything was grounded coast to coast. Um, you know, do we feel like things are back to normal? I know there were a ton of cancellations and delays. Yeah, the FAA says that things are back to normal, but that was a massive disruption. And it feels like you could see this one again. This was about 7,000 flights that were disrupted. There's 20,000 flights that were supposed to be in the air today. That's kind of normal for a weekday, believe it or not, 20,000 airplanes in the air over the United States. But this was the NOTAM system. This is the notice to air mission system where air traffic control communicates tower to tower and to the pilots in the airplanes and to the airlines themselves. That communication, that critical communication system was down, took a few hours to get back online. Flights resumed at around uh, 9, 9.30 a.m. this morning and should be getting back to normal. Airline stocks sold off massively on the news, even though this had really nothing to do with the performance of the airlines. This is an FAA air traffic issue, but it affects them. Now, since then, stocks have rallied back brought back those gains. But this is just another one of those issues that keeps coming up with the airlines. How many things are out of the airline's control? What does that mean for passengers? And what does that mean to that business going forward? It's very trouble. Yeah, I mean, and I want to reiterate that I did find out that if you were in the air at that time, the pilots did have a way to speak to, you know, ground control and such. So, but this uh, NOTAM system that you're talking about basically runs everything. And so they couldn't just start sending more planes up and out. At this point, it's interesting how it comes right on the heels of the holidays where Southwest failed miserably. Um, I think the airlines, people love to love them, but they're so easy to sort of put under the microscope because they fail time and time again. Right, right. When you have a normal flight and you get from place to place on time or even before, you don't even think about it, but it's so rare that that seems to happen these days. Airlines are utilities at the end of the day. Some make it a little bit nicer than others. Some are flying to different regional areas than others. But at the end of the day, these are utilities subject to weather, subject to labor disruptions, subject to communications disruptions. But for passengers, it's very hard to switch airlines, especially if you live in a city that's only served by a Southwest or a JetBlue. You can't necessarily pick and choose. And guess what passengers and, and airline uh, flyers do? They pick the cheapest option, usually unless they're frequent flyers who are accumulating points. So they're never really going to end up losing those customers if they're flying to the places that they need. But it's just one issue after the other at a time when they're supposed to be recovering. This is supposed to be a very good year, 2023, to be an airline. Yeah, and this computer outage, I mean, basically crowded so many flights over five, I see here, 5,000 uh, delays. But the truth of the matter is that you have the analysts who come out. You talked about, for example, the Jets ETF, right? We saw that dropping. I checked that early in the morning. It was down about 1%, but have since come back. But the analysts, Barclays, for example, raised the price target of Delta today and some of the other names, um, taking a break, though, on Southwest. Not No love there for Southwest. Did you find people were looking up things on investment? at all when it came maybe the airline debt that they've taken on you know after the recession and covid 
just for a few minutes, but it was that and it was sort of what, how is the health of the overall airlines, but also who are the biggest shareholders? A lot of people like to look up who owns these companies at the end of the day. Guess who owns these companies? We do through our mutual funds. So we're the, some of the biggest shareholders of them, the public that is. At the, end, at the end of the day though, these are travel disruptions. Then when it comes to the health of these businesses, you got to look at what's going on right now. And if you look at the separation between the airlines, you're seeing that the Deltas and the Uniteds of the world and the Americans performing a little bit better in the last several weeks, certainly in the last month, as there's a lot of heightened anticipation about the return of business travel and luxury travel. And Delta is very well situated for that, as is United. American was doing a little bit better. The regional characters, the regional carriers, I should say, are having a little bit more trouble. And Southwest is facing, you know, some fines coming up, a lot more scrutiny from the uh, Department of Transportation. So they're in a little bit of a trouble right now. But this is supposed to be an excellent year. Delta reports earnings later this week. They're supposed to be up some 500 percent, Nicole. Yeah, I mean, Delta's uh, reporting, I think, on Friday. Um, you said they're expected to be up what? 500% year over year. Now, if you think about the comps to where we were a year ago, it makes some sense. It got back the profitability of the company, Delta Airlines, a couple uh, of quarters ago. It lost a lot of money in 2020 yeah. and 2021. 500% jump yeah. is a comp based on those easy comps. That said, this is supposed to be a very good year. They're supposed to have $2 billion in free cash flow and this was the year that uh, business travel and luxury travel really got back to normal. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, too, is just when we started to get back to normal, then the Omicron variant came in right around the holiday season last year, and everybody got spooked again and stayed home and didn't travel. Um, so that, once again, was another hit for the airlines. What's the takeaway here as um, we look forward? You know, we think about the airlines, we think about the cruise lines, and the consumer. And they still seem to be spending. Demand still seems to be real and happening. You don't see the consumer pulling back so much. So true. Revenge travel is in full force. And I think a lot of people have hit the road a lot in the last five to six months. And I think people are planning that as well. They want the experience. They're willing to spend on experience. They may pull back in other places. But travel is still pretty hot right now. That said, as an investor, you got to look at the long-term performance of some of these airlines. They're only up about... 4% annualized, 5% annualized at best over the past five to 10 years. So you're not making a lot of money as an investor in the airlines. For a short trade, if you want to play a recovery trade, that might be interesting. That said, these are troubled businesses at the end of the day. They're subject to high fuel prices. They're subject to disruptions like this. They're subject to weather and they have labor issues. And that's why you're seeing so much consolidation in the industry right now. The travel experience is not getting better for passengers, but for those businesses, there's a lot that needs to be worked out. It's a very tough, investable sector at the moment. I feel like I'm not sure what the number is because I see another thing that says 6,700 U.S. flight delays. I, I guess we'll get the real number tomorrow. But what's the final takeaway on this group? When we, you said when you talk about investing in this group and you know, the business traveler, I think, is a really key part of the success and, you know, we've seen capacity and we've seen consolidation. They're, they're investing in the infrastructure in a lot of these airports and airlines, but um, they're buying new planes from Boeing. We've seen some of the airline orders coming in. So I feel like things are going in the right direction, but any final thoughts? 
Yeah, this is supposed to be the year of recovery, but recovery does not mean these stocks are going to soar 25-50%. Those days are over in terms of those big jumps and those big declines in the 2020 pandemic and the 2021 recovery. Look at the stabilization of these businesses and what does the generation of free cash flow look at for each of them. Right now, Delta looks like it's in the strongest position because it does have that mixture mixture of business and luxury travel, but look at the look at the components. These are capital intensive businesses that require a lot of fossil fuels and a lot of people to run them subject to disruptions. These are what they are. They're like utilities. And if you like the dividends and if you want to be in it for the long term, fine, or the short term trade because of the recovery. Otherwise, these are these are tough businesses to invest in. Yeah. And, you know, and the volatility. I mean, you'll see stocks moving a couple of percent, but then the airlines move 10 percent on a given day. I mean, they're not um, for the faint of heart. I agree with that. And as far as mergers and acquisitions, I mean, I don't think we ever got the final on this the Spirit, JetBlue, I mean, Frontier was out. Well, you and I talked about that. I think we, they are going forward with JetBlue. But um, for now, I guess we'll leave it alone till the next merger or acquisition, and then we'll talk again. Expect it. Consolidation's got to happen because these businesses are under a lot of pressure. Right, yeah. It's good to see you, Caleb Silver. Thank you, Investopedia. Thanks, Caleb.